It's time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. Does Santa Claus sleep I with his whiskers him. outside or in? Or oh, sleep in the map. Cold air makes him grow. Johnny, naughty. <laughs> Gary, nice. <laughs> Veronica, very nice. In your dreams, playboy. How low can you get giving Kris Kringle a parking ticket on Christmas Eve? What's next? Rabies shots for the Easter Bunny? Right. Yeah, it must be Italian. Well, I think that's just fragile. Oh, oh yeah. we're going to put on an APB on Big Bird. Attention all units. Watch Yellow Bird, silly voice. Where's Eddie? He usually eats these things. Oh, not recently, Clarky. Read the squirrels were high in cholesterol. Don't ask him for a favor, cause his nastiness increases. No crust of bread for those in need. No cheeses for us, Mises. And since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. I'm in big trouble. Oh, no. no. For all your posturing, all your little speeches, you're nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. And since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you should be more polite. It's Christmas Eve. It's, it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer, we smile a little easier, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. What the... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Birch! My mouth's bleeding! Do those pedals! Do those... There they are! Birch! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! I'm Mitch. I'm Stephanie. And we're the Film, Film Underdogs. Underdogs. Welcome back to Film Underdogs. This week we're going to be talking with Wes Ramsey. He's a local actor here in Portland. He's been in quite a number of things. And so it'll be an interesting interview. Find out where uh, this all started and where he wants to go with it. Welcome, Wes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much when I started doing film was 2007. Before that, it was all theater. I did theater, grammar school a little bit. I moved around a lot. So our high school did not have a theater department, so I was in choir and jazz choir. Um, and then they did a play my senior year, which was Kiss Me Kate, which I was in. Took a couple classes in college, joined um, audience participation murder mystery group, where we actually went out and did murder mysteries at, uh, at an old inn. And then I started doing community theater in a little town called Volcano, an hour outside of Jackson. My first role was Charlie Brown, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Nice. 1991. <laughs> That's a day or two ago. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> So have you done any major theater, or has it all been pretty local stuff? I'm all pretty much community theater kind of stuff. I get paid sometimes. I've done a couple of plays here. I've gotten paid for both of those. Last year we did a, a Headless Body and Topless Bar, and then this year we did Terror at Angel's Horn, both directed by Dylan Hellerman, who runs Guignol Fest, the 72-hour horror film challenge. really enjoy working with him a lot. Yeah, we're actually going to be having him on the podcast here pretty soon, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's so, a good guy. It'll be interesting to hear that whole story of how the Guignol Fest started. 
Yeah, that's one of the first things I did when I got to Portland. I had um, my best friends live in North Portland, and I hang out at the Kenton Club. And one of the bartenders, hey, have you heard of Good Neal Fest? It's like, oh my gosh, look at these films. I was like, so I signed up the first year right after I got here. It was my first time working with that and like just seeing all the films. They were so creative and really well done. They were, yeah. I was pretty amazing. And just for the short amount of time that people have for it, just like with the 48-hour, but that short of a period of time and then to have something solid beginning to end. I mean, it was pretty impressive. With more time, some of those could become something a little bit bigger and better, but just for being one weekend, boom, do it. Yeah. They they turned out pretty good. Yeah, they're fun. Which one were you in? Ours was called Staying Alive. We placed number three. Nice. Yeah, I worked with Phallus Fair was our team name, and it was actually a bunch of guys that I had just worked with in Terrat Angel's Horn, and the playwright of the play was actually our lead actor. Very cool. And Dylan was in that at the end, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Dylan had a little cameo spot along with Angus Vieira, who was one of the names you had to use in your film. <laughs> nice. Who inspired you to start acting? I just, I loved film. You know, Disney was huge back then, and I just watched lots of Disney films, and it just was something I always wanted to do. Um, I used to actually dress up and do things with the kids in my neighborhood growing up. kind of lost track of that and got sidetracked into theater, because theater's all-encompassing. I was, I worked on theater boards, I built sets, I painted sets, I ran lights, I ran sound, I've done all, everything in theaters, and it's, it's a very much a community, so I kind of lost sight of film until years later when a friend was like, I'm going to go be a zombie in this film. I was like, can I go? <laughs> and I haven't stopped since. Oh that film was unfortunately never finished, which was unfortunate. It was a guy in Sacramento, writes his own horror music, writes all these films, had Richard Mull from Night Court in it, um, significantly in the film, and it's like he just, there was couldn't get done, but it happens a lot. <laughs> So you, you actually got to meet Richard Mall then? I did, yeah. How was he? He was a nice guy, a little odd, <laughs> but he was nice, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I remember him mainly from Night Court, but we were going through, we happened to see him on your IMDb, and then went off into, oh, what has he done? You know, and he's been a huge He's done a stuff. lot of stuff, yeah. Terror Train, and yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot more than what I thought, and he was in stuff that I don't remember seeing him in, so it's like, okay, i got to go back and relook at some of those things. Yeah, you know? a lot of actors like that. You don't know their names, but you see their faces all the time. Well, he has a very distinct face, but he looks different since he has hair. Yeah. In Night Court, of course, he was bald and right. no beard, no mustache. And now he has bald head of hair and beard yeah. mustache. So it's like, he looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> the other one we were going to ask you about was Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Did you actually get to meet him? That was in... Uh, um, I believe I did meet him. I did one shoot on that film, a one-day shoot. Um, it was original. I was originally cast for three days. I have three lines. It's like, okay. you know, but it's it's kind of cool, though, because it's like a crucial moment in the film, and it's like, it'll be my first ever theatrical release, which is kind right. of amazing. Wow. Um But that thing, they were having so many problems with that film as far as weather and illness and just locations and stuff. And it literally, I got a call at like 11 o'clock at night saying, can you be here tomorrow morning in Salem to work? It's like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) sure. 
let's do this. Yeah. So um, it's hitting the theaters now. Yeah, it's actually had a limited release in some cities, and it hopefully will be in Portland soon. So, cool. Well, let us know if it's going to hit Portland, and we'll... Uh... Make sure to go see it, and if we have enough time, yeah. we'll get on here. Uh, the 20th of November is when it's supposed to hit. I got a friend on Facebook who was in the film who's supposed to email me and try to set up a, a party to go screen, to go see it, just a bunch of people. Cool. Well, yeah, if uh, it hits, everything works out, let us know, and we'll sure. we get to it. Because yeah, that film's exciting. It's based on a true story. They actually used her diaries. My dialogue is actually out of her diary from when she was in the institution. So, I mean, it was, it's kind of a it's just a cool film. I'm kind of excited about it. And the young actress is all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw Kelly LeBrock was in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, my dad DJed a wedding that she was at randomly. Like, oh, wow. Um, like, remember that movie Foxcatcher? Yeah. The actual widow. Channing Tatum was there, and then Kelly LeBrock was randomly there. Oh, well. Anthony Michael Hall, and you no, know, I just haven't heard of her since Weird Science, so I'm okay. Like, okay she's still doing stuff. Around, yeah. The movie that Wes is going to be in that we were talking about was 10 Days in a Madhouse. You guys see that floating around anywhere? Make sure to go see it. So. Uh, yeah, it was shot here. Salem, mostly. Yeah. It's always fun to see the stuff that's shot locally and actually has more than just a local release. Yeah. Because, you know, you see so many things from areas where you may not have ever been, and then to see an area where you and you can go, hey, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, it's kind of funny because it's set in New York. Oh. But it's shot here. But, nice. you know, <laughs> it worked. I mean, the, 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 the trailer looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to uh, check that out. What else are you working on right now? I actually just wrapped up a bunch of stuff. I just wrapped a feature film, uh, independent, totally low budget, uh, feature film called Truffle Runners that literally took us almost two years to make. I play a gay mobster in that. That was a fun role. (laughs) (laughs) Full makeup, pink shirt. The last scene that we shot was actually the first scene in the film and had me do it shirtless, which was kind of a weird little sexual innuendo joke at the beginning of my scene. I guess I just got cast in a film called Glare that's going to be filming next year, and I actually just found out that we're probably doing another play next August. John Marble, who wrote Terror at Angel's Horn, has written a new play, Plan 10 from Outer Space, <laughs> and it is the actual sequel to the movie. Wow. So we're actually going to be performing that, I guess, in August. Nice. Hopefully at the Star Theater. We'll see. That's exciting. So what's your favorite genre? Horror and sci-fi, and I've done lots of horror, and I've done a little bit of sci-fi. I die a lot in films. I die a lot in films. <laughs> Staying alive, I just got staked in the heart. Um, I've been strangled. I've been suffocated. Um, shot. Bicycle seat. Yes, bicycle seat. Yeah, that's. Uh, actually, I have, actually have a death reel online. It's just little random clips of me dying, and I've done lots and lots and lots of zombies. I was in part of an ad campaign for the California Department of Transportation one year. It had to do with zombies, and so I'm like this texting zombie on the in a car, and it was on all over TV. People were like watching it everywhere and sending me texts and stuff. Yeah, we watched a real part of it within there. That was great. I wanted yeah. to make sure we talked about that one. Yeah, that was fun. The film premiere that I'm going to in December in Sacramento is for a film called Badass Monster Killer um, that some friends of mine, they make horror films with lots of booms and lots of guts and their group is called Trash Film Orgy they have tons of volunteers come out, they film all over the place but the film is like 85% CGI 
so the entire city around us is gonna is like all created on the computer and it looks pretty amazing but i've done a couple of horror films with them a couple of music videos worked with a horror filmmaker named Wayland bacon who now lives down in la uh, when he lived he used to live in berkeley uh, i used to do a lot of work in the bay area before i moved up here as well we're in the bay area San Francisco, Berkeley. I did a music video for this group that was it was a bunch of young artists doing songs. It was a tribute to Michael Jackson, and they actually flew them all back to his hometown on his birthday and had a big celebration and showed music videos. I think they showed the one I was in, which was kind of cool. Fortunately, that project didn't really go anywhere. You can only buy the CDs online, the videos anywhere, but it's probably, I don't know, it could be copyright. I don't, I don't even know, but yeah. Yeah, I've been in a lot of projects that, I've been cast in lots of films that have never happened and lots of, been in lots of projects that, oh, we're going to go, and they just kind of fizzle out and don't do anything with them. I've listened to a podcast about filmmaking. That's a big thing they talk about on there is how there are so many films that everyone's yelling, oh, we got the green light, we got the green light, and then the money just never happens on it, or something happens and it you never hear from them again, yeah. you know, and it's like, they were talking about always wanting to have three or four things in the works at any given time, because it may come through, Yeah. usually not more than two at a time, you know? Filmmaking's really hard, it's, I mean, it's really hard, and coming up with money's got to be the hardest thing about filmmaking. Everybody's always looking for money. I had literally three different people that are running campaigns right now on Kickstarter that I know. <laughs> They're like, you know, sir, you know, give us money, share our set. It's like, I, yeah, but Facebook's a hard sell because everybody's doing the same thing. You're talking to people that are in the industry and they don't have any money either. Yeah, I've, I've been in, cast in several films that I guess just never got funding. And one was like the uh, playing a serial killer. It was going to be an awesome part, but yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, that would have been a nice change, you know. Would have been fun. Rather than being the one killed, you know. I've done that too. I actually, I get. Ca it's funny. I get cast and I get cast in in comedic roles, quirky roles, and then like evil roles. And I, I was, I did a short film where I was being bribed by a younger guy to show him how to basically kidnap women. Um, it was a weird little film, but it was kind of cool in a way because it's like they basically went through all of the things that those people are looking for as their targets to kind of educate people. <laughs> Don't be one of these people. Don't be a target. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. There are so many things that people do that are kind of a mistake. They get into too much of a routine too predictable you know yeah and a lot of people don't even think about that of course i do a lot of reading and stuff so i kind of see where that kind of stuff is i'm going yeah i'm not getting stuck in that if i can help it that just comes from a lot of reading about serial killers and yeah. the fbi agents who go out and catch them so it's like that part of it's interesting to me, but it's still kind of creepy because it's like, wow, there's a lot of these guys running around out there. So I think any education you can give people to keep them a little bit safer is a good idea. And I weirdly have sometimes thought that I'm attracted to horror because it is the dark side of life. And it's like, I'm very happy-go-lucky in general. And it's yeah. like, you forget that that stuff exists and it does. You know, people like that are out there. It's like, yeah. you do have to kind of be aware and your surroundings and stuff sometimes, but... Some of my favorite movies, um, Donnie Darko is one. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> that's like my all-time favorite oh movie. My God, I think, yeah. I'm obsessed with that for 
Yeah. Oh, mom, there's a ton of films out there that I, I like. Yeah. American Beauty Johnny was. Dirk has been brought up by a couple <laughs> different people. Yeah. yeah. Not just you, but I mean, a couple of different uh, guests have mentioned that as being one of their favorites. Like one of my emails is like, I love Darko. I've had that forever. Yeah. I used like, to actually have the, I used to have the, the bunny. Oh. Okay. I had like the figure of the bunny right. and he would talk to you and yeah, what? it was cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, had, that's creepy. <laughs> I used to have a lot of stuff before I moved here. <laughs> yeah. Serial Mom with uh, Kathleen Turner. Yeah, John Waters is one of my favorite directors. I love Quentin Tarantino's stuff. Peter Jackson, Meet the Feebles, doing the Lord of the Rings movies now. But yeah, horror, horror sci-fi stuff. Did you like Insidious? I did, yeah. Yeah. That's like one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm like way behind on films. I, I work one night a week at the Clinton Street Theater, so I see a lot of documentaries and really independent films there. Are you more into like the classic horror? I, I like horror suspense as opposed to like slasher films like okay. Saw. Oh, I was right. like Saw. Yeah. I never really yeah. watched any of them because I'm like I don't want, I don't want to see people get cut up. It yeah, really doesn't yeah. interest me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. um, I'm sure it's psychological, but still, it's like eh, I don't know. It's a gory film. Uh, it's not. I, don't, I like scary stuff. Habaduke was good. Let the Right One In is really, really, really good. Um, I just watched The Omen. Rosemary's Babies, one of my all-time yeah. favorites. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Silence of the Lambs was one of them that I've always really liked. Yeah. And there's almost no real gore in it. And that's one of the things I like about it. There's a couple scenes. Yeah. But nothing. They talk about the gore. They talk about the nasty stuff that he's done and all of this. But they don't just throw it right in your face. Yeah. And even when they do, it's all pretty quick. Now, in a couple of the sequels, they go into more and more gore. Yeah. But in the original, that one's actually pretty clean cut as far as gore goes. 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later were also really... I, 28 Days Later was an amazing film. I love that film. Patrick Murphy, yeah. Or... Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yes, that's why I'm guess. Cillian Murphy, yeah, he was amazing in that. I've seen him in some other stuff, too. He's actually a really cool actor. But that that opening scene of him waking up in the hospital and hitting the streets is just so freaky. <laughs> Have you seen I, it? I know I've seen it. I'm trying to remember what it was about. Was it... Rage. Yeah, those, those zombies are infected with rage, and yeah. this guy wakes up in a hospital, and it's like everybody's gone, and there's like there's notes on the street, and everything's... Be- it's Yeah, he's, he like finds other people, and they try to go to this army installation, and the army installation's trying to rape the women, and it's mm-hmm. just crazy. Crazy film. I remember something about that, actually. Yeah, and the sequel was really good. I think 28 Days Later was one of them that... That was enough for me. I never saw the sequel to it. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was... There are some that just kind of touch a nerve, and it's like, okay, no, I'm good. Okay. I've seen it. I'm, okay. I've done it, but that's all I need to see of that, you know? I used to know someone who it would be like a comfort movie, and he'd watch it before going to bed. Oh. Really? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I a lot of times. Like, I got to see it when the director's cut was out in theaters. Right. And I, like, we went up to Seattle to go see it. And it yeah. was like, yay, this was fun. <laughs> like, do you have uh, your own theory, or is that a big deal for you? What, like, Donnie? A, a theory of, like, what it was really about. Like, people go and obsess about it, but I kind of just watch it for how it is. I don't Donnie know. Darko? Yeah, it's, um, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. 
it's that's that's what makes it so much fun. It's like you can watch it and and read more into it every time, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've seen that one one time, mm-hmm. and that's one of them that was just it was out there enough that it was all right. That that was an interesting movie, but yeah, it's one of those one shot things for me, or at least for a while, you know. Yeah. So it seems like acting is pretty much where it is for you. Is there any other part of filmmaking that you've ever been interested in? That changes more and more. Mostly acting. Photography. I've done tons of film stills. I love doing behind-the-scenes photography and film and theater both. I don't actually have a professional camera at the moment. That got stolen last year, so I've been without a camera. And I've done I've done quite a bit of production work. I'm leaning more and more towards wanting to try to put piece some stuff together. I've had some ideas for a long time, trying to do some little experimental film stuff. There's a group here in town that used to meet and show experimental films, and it's like it's just a a cool way to experiment with filmmaking and do kind of whatever you want to. But I can work at my own pace. I do a little bit of editing. I edit my own acting reels together. Editing I would like to learn how to do. So that would be one aspect. Yeah. Editing's fun. Editing would be, I mean, it's very tedious, I know. Yeah, I like it. I, I, like, I like that precision of being able to go through and, and find those moments. But I'd like to actually start creating some of my own stuff. I have a friend who we've been talking about trying to create a short documentary, if we ever actually get to doing that. We'll, we'll see. That's yeah. actually something I like about doing the podcast is getting to do the sound editing for it. Be able to like, cut things together and make a cohesive whole when it may not always be quite as perfect as what it sounds oh, like yeah, in yeah. the finished product. I've always kind of enjoyed that part of it. And I know what you mean being very precise, be able to make things that really flow. And just watching Stephanie with the editing stuff for film, that's very interesting to watch and see how you put everything together. And yeah. It can make a huge difference. <laughs> Okay, Wes, do you have any advice for people starting out with acting? I always tell actors to take improv. Always, 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 always. You will use improv over and over and over again in film stuff. Um, I've had auditions that are improvs. Take classes. Get out there and do stuff. I mean, go out and be an extra in a film to learn what a film set is like before you start getting out there and doing, you know, acting and other stuff. I mean, it's... Everybody has to start somewhere. My first agency I was with up here, they were actually telling their actors, if you want to work, go talk to West, because apparently West is doing all these film projects. Because I've been, I've been doing stuff steadily since I got here two years ago. I've worked on, just I just keep lining up project after project. I've been working, I worked on a trailer with Eric Stacy for a feature film he was doing. Did a film called The Dancer Diaries that never got finished. It was based on a book that got written by a local documentary and filmmaker. But yeah, just get out there and meet people and work on stuff. And the other thing, too, for me is if you have the ability to go to somebody's film premiere, go every time. People don't forget that. I mean, you're all creating this work and and countless hours have gone into this and they're having a screening. If you can make it go, they will remember that forever. If you're trying to get your start in doing anything, the more events that you can go to that you're going to be able to be around the people who are doing it, you know, you're going to get more exposure that way as well. You, know? you do. I mean, I get, I get, I've gotten cast in projects just from people being involved with that project. 
um, and you you go to a film premiere or something, and people see your face again. They go, oh, 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 there's this part, you know, I want to talk to you about. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh, do you enjoy doing physical comedy? Because, like, in the 48-hour, you got slapped a lot. I do. I do enjoy physical comedy. I've done physical comedy on stage a lot, and I've done it in film quite a bit. I do pratfalls and stage combat and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I do. I, I really enjoy comedy. A lot of a lot of, a lot of actors don't enjoy comedy, but it's actually harder to do than serious stuff. It can be. I um, also did a silent film one year for Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. We did a silent film, and that was all physical comedy. I mean, it was all physical. Well, I know on the 48-hour, watching that, I was kind of feeling bad for you. I realized it wasn't exactly full contact, but you were getting smacked, and then you'd go on with the uh, scene, and then, okay, let's do it again. And it felt like it was like 10 times in a row, and I'm sitting here going, ooh, I it was, don't want to It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. And then the 72-hour the was crazy because I didn't sleep for two days. Uh-huh. I worked graveyard shift. Yeah. I work I work graveyards to have like the max availability during the day to film and so I sleep depending on what's going on what's going on. So that day I just didn't sleep. Worked all night, filmed all day, went back to work that night. Yeah, I've done that in my day. Like this, oh yeah, actually, I was <laughs> I was doing a, a short horror film here when I first got here. Um gave me all the first year, interestingly enough. I worked with uh, a first-time film director who actually didn't even direct our film. His name was James McPherson, and he was here from England working at Leica doing animation, and he wanted to learn how to make films. And so he put together a team for Guignol Fest the first year, and I worked with him on that. They totally ran out of time to edit it. It was a very overambitious project. There was all these different locations, and they used a drone and all this stuff. So our film turned out to be the shortest, worst film of Guignol Fest that year, whatever. But we went on to start making another horror film where I'm playing a demon-hunting priest who's kind of rogue but still sanctioned by the church, and he drinks and he smokes, and we were filming on a tugboat in St. John's, like 24 hours at a time in the middle of December mm-hmm. on this old decrepit boat with no heat, no insulation, electricity being run from a cord from the land. But yeah, it's just a really fun, amazing experience. We actually rented animal parts from a farm that rents to Grimm. So we literally were like hauling animal carcasses oh. in the back of my car. <laughs> Letting them onto a boat, little skull calves and stuff, and um, yeah, it's been... Yeah, explain that when you get pulled over, you know? No, no, we're making a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it was funny because I was always wearing this priest outfit everywhere we went, you know? We're like going into (laughs) restaurants and just, yeah. um, Did you ever have blood on you, like fake blood and and the priest? A little bit, yeah, because we did a lot, yeah, I was... Yeah, we filmed a lot of gore stuff one day. Um, We actually, he actually, it was funny, he built a a blood cannon that we used in that film. He looked it up online, and it's literally a Coke bottle and PVC piping with a little turn knob, and it's got an attachment with a bike pump, and you pump up the bottle, turn the cap. It's got a big clear hose. You fill that with blood, and you turn the cap, and it just sprays. So I lent that to my uh, team for Game Y'all Fest this year. (laughs) Uh, James McPherson. He actually now he actually went from Leica to San Francisco, back to London, and now he's working in New Zealand. Um, his uh, another friend of his, Daniel Leatherdale, um, is back working at Leica. Um, 
I go hang out with him sometimes. I kind of talk to him sometimes. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Daniel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he knew you. He actually came to Gaming Fest. Oh, yeah, he told me. Yeah. It's like a networking thing. I know him online. I haven't met him in person yet. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, he actually worked on our film. We filmed so many scenes over and over and over. Yeah, we filmed for... I don't even think we ever finished the film exactly. We actually have to come back to film at some point. He said he's setting up shop in New Zealand and editing the film together, what he's got. So So are you guys from Portland? I'm from California. Okay. Okay, where in California? Santa Cruz. Okay. Oh, Santa... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of... I used to go there a lot. Yeah, I'm from Portland area. Yeah. Grew up in Malala, Westland, all kinds of different places, you know, so we moved around quite a bit too, so yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah, people think I was crazy for coming to Portland, and I probably was. When I when I, I came up here on vacation one year, and I met with a talent management company who just swore this was the new Hollywood, and there was all this work, and he would totally get me work, and so I thought, oh, I can move to Portland and be an actor and make, make a living. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. But I love Portland. I've actually wanted to move here for like 20 years. Um, I have family in McMinnville, and I have friends that have lived here for a long time, and I've always wanted to move here. So I was like, you know, I don't want to go to L.A. Everyone I know is moving to L.A., and they're struggling in L.A., and it's L.A. It's a desert, and it's beautiful here. I hike a lot. Nice. Working graveyards. I get off work at 6 o'clock, and I go hike a lot. I'm, you know, seven and a half miles one day, and I'm exploring the gorge, and yeah. I love the area. That's cool. Go up to Mount Hood. There's a area called Trillium Lake. I've heard of that, yes. And, yeah. and Lost Lake. that I've got to go check out now that is just about the same as Trillium Lake, but it's called Frog Lake. And in both those areas, you can get a perfect reflection of Mount Hood. I thought, the, I thought the second one was Lost Lake. Somebody was telling me about a place called Lost Lake up there. I think there. there's Lost Lake, too. Yeah, it's the same thing. You there's, get the reflection. Yeah. yeah. You, there's several lakes in that area where you can get it. I found out about Trillium Lake, and so I had to go check that one out. Yeah. I haven't been back to hit Frog Lake yet. I'm going to have to go do that at some point. Yeah, I'll have so. to go check that out. There's a lot of nice uh, hiking trails up in that area. Yeah. You know, you can get some hiking in while you're out there doing that. Yeah. I guess I need to get out there more. (laughs) I've been to, like... What is it? Horsetail Falls. Oh, that's one of my that's one of my favorite hikes. I like to hike over there, but yeah, I like it's in the gorge. It's like one of the furthest falls in the gorge. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's Horsetail, Ponytail, and then the top of Oneida Gorge. I finally did Oneida Gorge a couple weeks ago. The little the famous one down the little canyon. That was fun. It's nice because at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, there's really nobody out there. That's kind of the way it is over at Trillium Lake too. When I was out there, uh, I'd get out there real early, and if anyone was out there, it's people out fishing probably before they were supposed to be out there. Yeah. One of the cool shots that I got was Trillium Lake, you see Mount Hood, and then there's fog going right across the center of it. So basically the division between Mount Hood and the reflection is just all fog. Okay. turned out to be a really cool shot where we got done with it. I was pretty happy with that one. Nice. And then there's, I don't know, a couple miles of hiking trails around there too, which also have a lot of really scenic things to shoot. 
I used to do a lot more photography than I have lately, but you know, that was back when I needed something to do to go keep myself out of trouble, you know? Yeah. Now I'm married, so I don't need that as much, so, you know. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> Casey. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite actors? Um, Kevin Spacey, I like a lot. Um, John Malkovich, oddly, he's had an amazing career, even though he's kind of a strange guy. He's done some great stuff. Tilda Swinton, I love. Kate Winslet, I love. There's a lot of people. Um, 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 some of the names are ex- escaping me. That's kind of the way I am. There's a lot of people that I really like that when I try and pull it out, they actually... Nicole Kidman. Like Nicole Kidman's done some amazing stuff as well. She's Yeah, she's very versatile and done some cool stuff, but yeah. I like British stuff a lot. British humor. A movie called The Others. She did, yeah. That was. Yeah. And that one was odd. And I love that movie, but my dad ruined it for me. He told me. Oh yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was kind of like The Sixth Sense. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yes, the first thing I ever saw her in was called Orlando, where she was like. She kept changing sexes throughout the day. It's like this this weird like character that lived forever, and it's like, but it's like during the old time. It was a really strange film, but sounds interesting. Yeah, I know she was like my first time doing like extra work. They filmed at my high school. It's called Thumbsucker. And she Thumbsucker. Was in that. Okay. But she wasn't on set because it was just like the school shots, right? With like Vince Vaughn or something. But... Yeah. The, the 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 tricks of film bring yeah. her in and film it without everybody else yeah. yeah well that's kind of why we were curious if you had met the uh, other two actors because you know a lot of times you can be on the same set with someone never actually get to yeah I'm pretty sure I met him I think we were I think he was in the courtroom scene so we would have been on set together working yeah, it's like Portlandia was the same way. It's like people are like, oh, did you meet the director? It's like, well, no, I was in the extras holding pen until they said come to set, you know? Like they introduced this, they introduced Carrie and Fred and, and the other folks. Um, yeah, I, I actually I was on with uh, Matt Groening and um, Pee Wee Herman oh, well. <laughs> when I did Portlandia, which was kind of fun. Paul Rubens. Paul Rubin, yeah, I know, right, yeah, I know. the the scene with Matt Groening, you can actually see me over his shoulder like the entire time he's talking, and people are like all excited. I'm like, it's extra work. Yeah. It's like it doesn't really mean anything. Like, <laughs> they paid me minimum wage, and I just, you know, it's like it doesn't really mean anything as an actor. It's like that's kind of fun, but <laughs> I think if you're being seen, it's worth it for that. But yeah, a lot of the extra work, it's like okay, well, you're in it, but you're not doing a whole lot well no i mean that's that's yeah i know a lot of people like don't do extra work it's like it's not that i won't do it but i'm, I'm selective on it these days I'm like... one of my friends used to do a lot of extra work and the one thing he always told me that he would do was he would make sure that he never looked at the camera camera came his way he'd be looking the other direction because he didn't want to run into a problem of while well, you were someone on the street yesterday and now you're a judge how does that work or what yeah. you know it kind of limits the potential to be put into another role that might be something totally different yeah and so he was like yeah i always looked away from the camera you'd never see my face cause yeah I to make sure that you know always leave it open for while well, you need more people for more scenes yeah know? yeah they're like if you if you're recognizable we can't use you as a principal actor but 
Not like I'm getting called in for that stuff anyway. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. I'm, I do mainly independent and underground film stuff, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you've managed to keep pretty busy. A lot of it's short films and stuff, but it's still you're in the same field and you're doing what you want to do. I've been in a lot of feature films with little little tiny parts. I get small parts, and I'm like, it's it's really kind of cool because I'll spend a day or two on set, knock out my part, and you guys are there for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did a I did a film called Predatory Lender and and uh, we filmed down in the Delta. I had this character who's basically going to visit a masseuse, and it turns out to be an undercover cop, and I get completely beat up. But it's like the total sleaze ball with the plaid coat and the open shirt, you know, and total. Um, a friend who saw it said, "You were actually the best thing in the film." He's like, "He's like, you're." He's like, "I loved your character. I loved your role in that more than anything else." I was like, "All right, well, thank you." <laughs> it's on my acting reel, I think. I gotta, I gotta update that again. It seems like I saw something to do with that at some point because that sounds actually familiar. Predatory Lender. Yeah, they were posting on my page. It just actually had a premiere last fall. It just got accepted into some festival. They've posted photos of me on Facebook. That's probably where I saw that part of it. Then. Yeah. If someone wants to find out more about you, where would you want them to go? Do you have a website? I do. I do have a website, westramsey.com. It links to everything. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Model Mayhem. Um, but every my website links to everything. Um, and going back to advice to actors, make your social media sites go back to each other your twitter page should have links to your facebook and your imdb and vice versa so that they can always find you everywhere i see something on twitter that i like and they have a link to their facebook page i'll go like them on facebook <laughs> that's actually a really good idea i think some people might forget about that you know yeah so you have like if you, po- if you post a trailer on vimeo post the page your facebook movie page and post your you know your your productions company's website links so people can find you <laughs> we like to find you <laughs> if i like somebody's work i like to follow their work and see what they're doing it's like you have a new project cool let me check it out what's going on <laughs> that's actually what happened with uh one of the guests we had on ryan wells my wife was following him on facebook and as soon as i saw his work he's a cosplayer okay but he does some absolutely incredible costumes started following him on there and then we happened to bump into him got to meet him and it just took off from there but yeah as soon as i saw his work it was like i was looking for him everywhere i could find okay him. do you know, get more pictures do you know john branch uh no all right look up john branch on <laughs> john branch is a local actor uh tall a bald guy he's extremely funny um he's also a stuntman he used to work in la and do stunt work down in la I had heard his name quite a bit, and then literally three projects in a row, back-to-back, we worked together. Nice. We did a trailer and then two film projects, a film project and then a play together. He was actually in Terror at Angel's Horn, and he's also right now doing the musical Masters of the Universe that just is playing this weekend, I think. But he's a really cool actor and fun to watch. You should have him on your show. He's a cool actor. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, he actually, check him out. he worked in the film with Dana Shea and I, the short film that, uh, I dream, therefore I am, was the short sci-fi we just did back in June, which was amazing. 
CGI work, Dana's flying through the air and in an alien world, and it's, it's, yeah, that was a really cool project. It was a student film. He paid us. We got a nice day rate. He fed us really well. He's gonna do some tweaks to the film and try to get it out to festivals, and I think he should do well with it. That's good. Yeah, we'll have to check him out. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, bye. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of Film Underdogs. The movie review will be posted in a couple of days. We ran into some technical difficulties with it, so we want to make sure to at least have something up for you guys to listen to. Sorry for the lightness of this episode. We hope that you enjoyed the interview with Wes Ramsey. And like I said, within a few days, we should have up the movie review for Fight Club. It's actually quite a long review, so you'll be getting a good part two of this episode. Hey listeners, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Film Underdogs, or go on to our Facebook page, Film Underdogs. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, or Stitcher, Beyond Pod, whatever podcast player you use, we'll be there. Always remember to follow your dreams and stay inspired. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs?